what's up guys? How we doing? Welcome back. Welcome to another episode of Brian Carter 99 49ers podcast. How we doing? How we doing? The draft approaches. It's exciting times. Um I I have to talk about it. Unfortunately, we have to talk about Jimmy G, but not for the reason that you thought. <clears throat> the reason is actually an interesting one. So a couple of days ago, you probably heard about this. The Eagles and the Saints made a trade. Um, I'm not going to go over all the details because it's kind of confusing to say the least. They're swapping like five picks each or whatever. Um, but the short version is that <clears throat> the Eagles traded two of their first round picks this year. I think it was like 15 and 19 to the saints. And they moved instead of having like 15 and 19. Now they have 18. So the Eagles have 18 and now the saints have 15 and 19. The Eagles also got a first rounder next year from the Saints, and they picked up a second rounder the following year. So basically, by uh, trading two first rounders, they basically stayed in the same spot. You know, if you're talking 15, 18, they're, you know, they basically moved up a spot, got an additional first rounder next year, and then an additional second rounder the following year after that. So that's what the Eagles got. And then there's like some sixth and seventh rounders in there as well. But I don't care about those. Now, the interesting thing is what the Saints got. The Saints traded all that so they could have two first round picks inside the top 20. Now, why would they do that? What reason would a team have to gain additional first round picks? Hmm. I wonder. Chapman was the one who pointed this out initially <clears throat> and it was interesting because if you look at the whole like point system where which pick is worth which points and all that kind of stuff the two first round picks that the saints now have they could trade up into the top five okay now let's say hypothetically you're the saints <clears throat> You've got Jameis Winston, who, coming off a torn ACL, you signed him for a two-year deal with, basically, it's a, a, a one-year deal with an out. Uh, Jameis Winston has had the 30-30 year, 30 touchdowns, 30 interceptions. He was also solid last year, but I think at this point in his career, we can say, hey, you know what, Jameis, maybe he's not quite a franchise quarterback. So they're moving up with a lot of draft capital to have two picks between 15 and 20. 
Interesting. Now, what is interesting is look at the teams that are picking inside like the top six, seven or so. So obviously you have the Jaguars, they have a quarterback. The Jets, they have a quarterback. The Giants, they say they have a quarterback. And then there's the Panthers sitting there at, I think it's six. It seems to me, and this is a hypothetical, obviously we don't know, but Chapman mentioned this and I was like, dude, this makes total sense. Hypothetically, you really want a quarterback. The only team inside the top five that doesn't have a quarterback right now of the future seems to be the Detroit Lions sitting there at number two. Jaguars got their guy. Jets got their guy. Giants claim they have their guy. Lions, could they draft a quarterback at number two? The general consensus is that this quarterback class isn't good enough to warrant a top five pick. Most people think that there's maybe one or two first round quarterbacks. Um, personally, I haven't dug into them. What I will say is that Quarterback is so important that if you believe that you're getting your guy, it's hard to overpay. If you believe, hey, this is my franchise quarterback, it's hard to overpay for that. You know? Like, the most important position on a rookie deal, first round picks, you've got that fifth year option. If you give up a little extra... You go get your guy. You know what? If you've got, if you have, say that you believe the quarterback, the one that you want, he's the 27th best prospect in the draft. I really don't care if you get him at two or five because it's the most important position. And if you nail it, awesome. Like, do you really want to sit back and wait and hope that he's there in the second round? With other teams that need quarterbacks, just get your guy. Just get your guy. Um, I, I don't think that it's smart to just sit back and wait and hope for a quarterback if you really need one. If you believe he's your guy, go get him. That's what the Niners did. They gave up a lot. Spent three first-round picks on Trey. But you know what? If Trey is as good as we think and hope he will be, who cares? Who freaking cares if we went out and we spent three first-round picks on a guy? Is anybody going to care about how many first-round picks that we spent if we win a Super Bowl, if Trey becomes a, you know, multiple-time pro bowler? If Trey leads this team to the playoffs for the next 10 years, do we really care that we spent three first-round picks? We spent the second overall pick on whatever, like Solomon Thomas. You know, we spent a first-round pick on Reuben Foster. Who cares? Get your quarterback. 
It's the most important position. Point being, my point that I'm getting at here is that um, Carolina, they need a quarterback. They're in the same division as the Saints. Both these teams are kind of in this semi-rebuilding phase where they don't have a quarterback that they are that it, he is their guy. Both of them. Carolina doesn't have draft capital really to move up anymore. They don't have a second rounder. I don't think they have a third rounder because they spent it all on Sam Darnold. Don't know why still. I mean, Sam Darnold has been trash since college. Somehow he, somehow people thought Sam Darnold was worth like a top five pick. I don't understand it. I never saw it. Just quarterbacking is about consistently good decision-making and Sam Darnold has never shown that he's got a solid arm. He's a solid athlete. But, come on. Come on. Don't don't try and convince me that Sam Darnold is this, like, great prospect, great quarterback. Because he's not. He is, he is going to be... I think he has become a bust. I mean, the team that drafted him, what, what was it, second overall? They traded him away while he was on his rookie contract? He's not good. So the Panthers need a quarterback. They're sitting there at six. And now the Saints are sitting there like, hey, you know what? <clears throat> we can probably leapfrog up to four or five and go get the quarterback that we want. And we will beat out the Panthers. Now, here's why I mentioned that we have to talk about Jimmy Garoppolo. <laughs> <laughs> because I still believe the only place that actually makes sense for Jimmy is Carolina. If the saints traded with the Eagles so that they could jump ahead of the Panthers and draft a quarterback that kind of leaves the Panthers shit out of luck with Sam Darnold is their starting quarterback and a coach who basically needs to make the playoffs or he's going to get fired. I got a hunch that if the Saints are able to trade ahead of Carolina that on day two of the draft, we'll see a Jimmy G trade. That's just, that's a hunch. The only information I know is the trade that happened. But you kind of look at how things add up, and it makes you think. And this is a, a very positive development for the 49ers. Um, I, again, I don't know which quarterback you want in the draft, Uh I think Malik Willis probably has the best tools. Um, I think Desmond Ritter is pretty darn good, aside from his accuracy being meh. Uh, Kenny Pickett's hands. I mean, my girlfriend has hands that big. 
He's got little baby hands. He has to wear gloves. But he's solid. Um, it, it seems to be like it's it's one of those three guys. Like Malik Willis has kind of cemented himself as quote-unquote QB1. Mostly just because of the physical tools. And I think that a lot of... Uh, I think we've seen enough guys with elite physical tools come into the league in the last five years and be successful that these coaches are like, you know what, we can take a guy with elite physical tools, coach him up, and make him be successful by creating a scheme and building around him. You know, there's there's multiple. Josh Allen, um, Justin Herbert, Patrick Mahomes. You know, just physical guys with elite talent, and maybe they weren't perfect coming out. But again, you put them in the right scheme, coach them up. Talent plus coaching can create a really good player. So it seems like Malik Willis is considered QB one. Then you got your, you know, your Kenny Pickett's. Um, <clears throat> who else is there? Uh, let's see here: Desmond Ritter, uh, Sam Howell, um, Carson Strong. Um, yeah, I don't know, but if Malik Willis is gone or if, uh, if there's two quarterbacks gone by the time the Panthers are up, do they want to get the third best quarterback with the sixth overall pick in a draft that everyone thinks there's maybe only one or two first round QBs? Do you want to do that? Or would you rather just trade for a Jimmy G who wins a lot and just kind of ignore the shoulder thing? Which, remember, Jimmy's probably going to have a six-week checkup on his shoulder about a week or so before the draft. So maybe they start calling and talking to Jimmy's doctors. Anyways, a lot of this is just speculation. Um, I'm just saying that If you are looking for a positive sign, something that could help the 49ers get rid of Jimmy G, and we all know that we want to get rid of Jimmy G. Whether you like Jimmy G or not, I like Jimmy G. I think he's a A A-plus dude, A-plus leader, all-around great guy as far as NFL quarterback. He's a solid average quarterback. You know, he's got a quick release. He's solid over the middle. He's usually accurate, but he's limited. It is what it is. He's not super mobile. He doesn't really throw down the field and outside the numbers. Uh, in the right system, he's solid. He's in that 15 to 20-ish range. He's a starter, but he's not elite. I don't think he ever will be elite, but he's not bottom 10. He's right in the middle, and that's okay. Because as we have seen, if you put Jimmy on a good team with quality guys around him, he can take you deep in the playoffs, and he can, you know, Go to, a, go to a Super Bowl. Jimmy took us to a Super Bowl. I know a lot. The, the team around him had a lot to do with it, but Jimmy had some really good games, and he had a few clutch moments here and there. Jimmy's solid. He's a solid, average starting, starting quarterback. There's 10 teams in the league where if you put Jimmy on there, they would be a better football team today. I don't think there's 20 teams, but there's definitely 10. And the Panthers are one of them. So crossing my fingers with this uh, trade, the Saints getting that draft capital, 
Uh, they use that, move up ahead of Carolina, draft a quarterback, and then we ship Jimmy G off to Carolina. So that's kind of what I'm. Uh, that's kind of what I'm hoping. In other exciting news, uh, Frank Gore is retiring. So Frank the Tank, Frank the Inevitable Truth, Frank the Hall of Fame running back, Frank Gore, 16,000 exactly NFL rushing yards, third all-time NFL rusher, fourth all-time NFL yards from scrimmage. Fourth all-time yards from scrimmage. Drafted in the third round after two ACL tears in college. Goes on to play 15 NFL seasons. Ten seasons with the 49ers. I think he had 11,000 yards with the 49ers. Five-time Pro Bowler, if I remember correctly. Was a very good running back deep into his 30s. Frank Gore is retiring. Frank Gore is so awesome. Um, Just everything that he overcame and then going on to have the career that he did. Incredible story. Incredible dude. Um, I feel sad that I didn't really have a chance to watch a lot of prime Frank Gore. I, uh, I didn't, I didn't watch football growing up. I got into football when I was 21, 22 years old when the Niners hired Jim Harbaugh. And then they started that epic three year run there. That's what made me fall in love with football was the 2011, 2012, 49er season three straight NFC championships or at least three straight NFC championship appearances a Super Bowl appearance a near comeback win um, Patrick Willis flying around on the field smashing guys that's what made me fall in love with football so I got a chance to watch a couple years of Frank Gore but I didn't get a chance to watch prime Frank Gore he was drafted, if I remember correctly, in 05. I didn't get to see the first, I didn't get to see the first, uh, you know, eight years of Frank Gore. I got to watch three seasons of him, and he was awesome. Just churning out yardage, fitting through that little seam, fitting through that gap shooting through there and then just bobbing and weaving and breaking tackles and never losing an inch, always pushing forward. Frank, the tank indeed. Frank Gore is a hall of fame running back. You know, who's in the hall of fame with running backs, the number one, all time in yards, hall of fame. Number two, hall of fame. Number four, hall of fame, five hall of fame. Every single running back in the NFL top 10 rushing yards is either in the hall of fame or is still active. And by that, I mean all 10 of them, except for Frank Gore 
and I believe Adrian Peterson. <laughs> if you don't count Frank Gore in the NFL Hall of Fame, I don't know what is wrong with you. I don't. I don't. You can be like, oh, well, he was never the best running back. And it's like, all right, well, I mean, he made five Pro Bowls. How many Pro Bowls do you need to win? I mean, if you play 15 years in the NFL and have five Pro Bowls, are you not a Hall of Famer? Is it because he didn't win a Super Bowl? Is that his fault? I mean, the the 05, the 2005 to 2010-49ers were horrible. I guess I'm glad that I didn't watch them. <laughs> oh, gosh. I've, I have... Those were very rough years for the franchise. It's not Frank Gore's fault that he didn't win a Super Bowl. He went to three NFC Championship games in a row and had a Super Bowl appearance. He had what, 12 1,000-yard rushing seasons. I think he had eight in a row, five Pro Bowls. Third all-time in rushing yards and fourth all-time scrimmage yards. Frank Gore is a Hall of Famer. If you disagree, I will fight you. <laughs> Frank Gore is awesome. Um, I can't wait for that to happen. It's uh, it's he's basically unofficially retired. Um, it sounds like they're gonna they're gonna figure out a date. And he's going to do his one-day contract, retire as a 49er. And it sounds like the Niners are going to retire number 21, which is 100% fitting. It, it's, it's the right thing to do. Frank Gore was incredible. 15 seasons, five teams, third all-time rusher. And a damn good running back into his 30s. It's pretty crazy. After coming out of college with two ACL tears in the same knee. It's crazy stuff. <clears throat> crazy, crazy, crazy. So, Frank Gore, I wish you the best. Thank you for everything that you did for the 49ers. And uh, with that... We're going to have a send-off. Appreciate all of you. And uh, as always, go Niners. <laughs>